Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michael is on the radio today. And he ain't afraid to say what he's thinking. Alright, I got three words for you. Three words for you. O fish O. It's official. Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. Just bathe that over you right now if you're a Yankee fan. Do you realize what the Yankees did? They went out and got one of the best players in baseball, period. They went out and got one of the best players in baseball history through the age of 24, period. They have made their lineup a formidable um, foe for any pitcher. Imagine whoever leads off, whether it's LeMay or whatever, Judge, Soto, Stanton, Rizzo. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. I mean, imagine the first inning of a, of a game. You can't miss the first inning. You're going to get the ballpark early. You're going to turn on yes early. You're going to turn on Amazon early. Because Soto is a guy who demands the spotlight. He is that good. I am not dealing in hyperbolics here. Believe me. Take a look at his numbers if you get a chance. Is he the perfect ball player? He's absolutely not the perfect ball player. He's not a good fielder. He's not a great base runner. And I'm a guy who likes a complete ball player. But you know what? It doesn't matter. He's a great hitter. He's left-handed. He's 25. He doesn't strike out a lot. He walks a lot. He has an incredibly high OPS. He's going to hit and provide protection behind Aaron Judge. And I know the Yankees gave up a lot for him. But the bottom line is, it's a deal you have to make. It's a deal that every team would probably have wanted to make. The Yankees can absorb the money, and they made their team so much better than the team that was an utter disappointment last year at 82-80. and Last night, when it came down at around 10-15, you know what? You have to sit back and go, wow, that is a gutsy, evil empire sort of move by the New York Yankees. They had a major flex. They went out, and they got the best player available on the trade market and i think they deserve plaudit for it they really do well the only reason it's gutsy is because he could be gone this time next year yep because when you really look at what they gave up and and, and it's a lot for pitchers and higashioka is it was, a, it was a nice player is you can live with that you could certainly live with that you know yankees have the wherewithal to replace those starting pitchers and they're going to have to they don't have a fifth starter right now and we'll find out if yamamoto is on the way, and that'll make Yankee fans feel even better. But it's really a no-brainer move, but the gutsy part of it is that you're going to have to take advantage of this year because you don't know if there's going to be another one with them. Now, 20 years ago, well, it's a foregone conclusion that the Yankees would be the favorite to re-sign him. And I guess they still technically are because he'll get a chance to to be around the Yankees for a year, and maybe he'll tell Scott Boris, listen, I, I'm, I'm staying here. Make it work here. But we know Boris tries to go after the most money, and it could be somebody that gets $60 million a year. I'm sure Boris is going to want to break the bank, and we know the Yankees have a budget. And I don't think there's ever been more pressure to win on a New York Yankee team than the 2023 team, or 2024 team. Because if you don't win and he leaves, it's it's going to hurt. And in other organizations, Michael, flirting with a championship, watching these great players play could be enough. But for this fan base, they're excited that Soto is here, not because they want to be entertained 162 games a year, not because their game team is going to be more exciting and more fun. They believe their team is now one step closer to winning that elusive championship. And if they don't and he walks, 
it's going to be tough. So I think the pressure on this team is going to be enormous. It always is because their mission statement is win or nothing. That is accentuated in bold type in 2024. Now, I don't want to sit here and be the guy who's going to just spew unicorns and rainbows at you. Because there's some things that they've done that I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm not quite sure about the acquisition of Verdugo. I'm just not. Um, I think that Verdugo throws a, a wrench into the outfield situation that forces Aaron Judge to play center field. Not what I like. Brian Cashman spoke today. Uh, Aaron Boone spoke as well yesterday and said, opening day tomorrow, Aaron Judge is the center fielder. So you're, you're weakening your defense in several spots in the outfield if you do that. And also, I mean, you know, once somebody comes a Yankee, Yankee fans are only going to look at the, the positive. There's a lot of baggage that comes with Verdugo. I mean, you look at his minor league life when he was at the Dodgers, some bad things in there. You look at the fact that um, uh, Alex Cora, a very well-respected manager, you know, sat him down twice because he didn't think he hustled last year in Boston. So I've not heard the best things about him. Maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Not quite sure about that move. Now, also what happened with the trade with Soto is you gave up all of your pitching depth. Because the Yankees know, and Brian Cashman said again today, we're looking for pitching. Because their situation right now, you know what it is? Garrett Cole, and let's cross our fingers. That's what it is. Because who's your number two starter? Is it Nestor Cortez? Nestor Cortez had a shoulder injury last year. Is it resolved? They didn't have any surgery. So is it resolved? Is he going to get himself in the great shape and come into camp and be the guy that he was two years ago? Carlos Rodon, I'm one of the few people, I believe, in the public specter that actually still believes in him, and I think that he could be a real weapon for the Yankees. You don't lose your skills in one year. You just don't. Sorry, you don't. So if he's healthy, he could be somebody that's good. Clark Schmidt, he takes the ball every five days. He's not dominant whatsoever to me. I look at him as a number five starter. You've traded away Vasquez. You've traded away Brito. You've traded away um, King. And you you traded away Drew Thorpe. That might have been next up in line. And it's a deal the Yankees had to make. So I'm not sitting here and going, how could they have done that? They should have done that. They did do that. They did the right thing. Mm-hmm. But their work is not finished, Don and Peter, no. unless they flesh out this rotation because they don't have enough pitching right now, and they, and they know it. And, and, and also, if you want to be a little bit worried, is that you could say, well, Brian Cashman's smart enough to realize this and wouldn't have made this deal unless he knew he, who he's going to go out and acquire to rebuild the rotation because he right. understands the importance of this year. But this is also the same guy that did not fill the, the left field spot last year. When everyone knew that that was an area of concern, it wasn't addressed. So I would hope he's not flying by the seat of his pants and figure, oh, we'll figure the the pitching out. Let's make this deal and we'll figure it out. I would think a shrewd general manager already has the pieces that he knows he's going to go after before you make that deal because you still have to build the rotation. That's still a, a very important part, not just to navigate through the regular season, but once you get to the postseason, who's going to make those starts? So... I would think he's got a plan, Michael, but you would have thought he would have had a plan for left field last year, and he didn't. Well, I enjoyed the first 40 or 50 seconds of this being an exciting thing, and I'm looking forward to the next three hours and 20 minutes of talking about how it could be better. It's going to be good. Well, it is a great thing because, I mean, if, with every you know long journey, it starts with one step, and the Yankees didn't just take a step. They took a giant leap. With Juan Soto, this guy, I'm sorry, the people are going to accuse me of being Yankee boy. He's a great player. Well, I mean, they went out and they got a a 25 year old superstar. Those guys don't become available, Peter. Do you think that is it that you're a Yankee boy, or is it that people aren't as knowledgeable about the game that they love as they think they are? Because if you actually pay attention to not just what the Yankees are doing, there's there's not a person. And listen, you know, I don't pass myself off as as Tim McCarver. But if you watch the game at all, you know Juan Soto is one of the best young players in the game. From the second he showed up, literally when he was 19, there were conversations, is this the greatest player at this age we've ever seen? So everyone should know that. But but again, I'm going to be the non-Yankee fan defending the apprehensive Yankee fan. Oh, let's hear this. 
you know, it was, oh, when they got A-Rod. Oh, we're going to win the championship every year. He's the best player in baseball. We basically acquired him for almost nothing, you know, was and, and we're going to win a bunch of championships. And, and you won one, and it came like five years later. Won a bunch of MVPs, best player in baseball, didn't win. When you acquired Giancarlo Stanton in 2017, in, in, this time in 2017, it was all... Yankees are pulling promos. This the, the championships are on the way. This is the reigning National League MVP at 59 home runs. No championships while Stanton has been here. So you can understand a team going, all right, listen, we've just acquired a great player, just like we acquired A-Rod, just like we acquired Giancarlo Stanton. What are we going to do now to win the championship? And and I can understand a fan saying, okay, this is great. We love it. We love he's, he's here. But let's get Yamamoto. Let's, let's round out this rotation because... It's not about being entertained. It's not about MVPs. It's not about the next murderer's row. It's about the next championship. And they've been down this road before. This is not the first great player, Peter, that they've acquired. This is not the first time they've acquired the best player in baseball. They want to see that it's going to result in a chip. Now, the thing that I liked about the move, you know, it's, it's almost like the Yankee fans leading into this offseason after the awful season they had, you know, sitting. Well, well, you show us that you're the Yankees. Be the Yankees again. Well, you know what the Yankees did? They became the evil empire again last night. Mm, did the rest they? of Major League Baseball is not thrilled about it. Well, not many teams could absorb the thirty-three million dollars. The Yankees can. That, the see, Yankees the, made a Yankee move. Yeah, but that 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 that's, that's part a good of it. thing. But also, let's not let's. Will you paint the see? I look at the evil empire. So you could look at it as a positive. But some people look at it as a negative. That, oh, that they bought the play. Listen, they were able to acquire this player because they had the they had the package San Diego needed. They're not the they weren't the only team, Michael, that absorbed the thirty three million dollars. The Dodgers could, the Mets certainly could, San Francisco Giants could. This is not the old days where there's only a handful of teams that could absorb that kind of money. There are tons of teams that could absorb that money. None of them had the package the Yankees had. So. It's an evil empire move, I guess, because they acquired one of the best players in baseball, but they did it because they had the prospects to do it. This is not signing a player because they are the only team that have money. That would be the evil empire move. This is a shrewd baseball move because they had the prospects. Now, Buster only was on with uh, Barton Hahn today, and he was asked, is the evil empire back? I think they're back after the hiatus of last year. You know, watching Judge and Soto bat back-to-back next year will be a lot of fun. The front office, the ownership was under enormous pressure after the dud of a season of last year. You know, Aaron's going in the last year of his contract. The whole organization's going to be judged at a different standard. And to see them go out and be this aggressive early tells you how seriously they're taking that. And then, obviously... The, the bidding on Yamamoto could take it next level. They could, mm-hmm. at the end of this, wind up having the first and second highest paid pitchers in the history of baseball. We'll just have to wait and see. Now, Brian Cashman spoke with the media today at 1 o'clock, and he was asked, what does the Soto deal mean for the future of the Yankees? Well, as you know, the future is always now. 24 is our focus, and trying to become that last team standing once again, as we've done in years gone by, that's the focus. So that's what the Yankees are all about, is how is it best to position us for 24, and how best generally to position us for our very next season. Now, you know the question that always irks us, Don and Peter, you know, what would George do? Right. Well, Brian Cashman said today George would do this. It's another manifestation of the Steinbrenner legacy. I think George Steinbrenner always felt that the best players in the world should play here for the New York Yankees. And I think that was always what he tried to accomplish and had a lot of success along the way, not always being able to pull them off, but constantly trying to do that. And obviously, Hal Steinbrenner and Jenny and Jessica have continued those efforts. And you know, Juan Soto is the latest example of that, of their efforts to try to bring the greatest, most talented baseball players the world can provide to play and call home here in the Bronx, New York. Now, he was also asked, are there any extension talks with Soto? Haven't had any conversations regarding that, so we understand that uh, he's he's a free agent at the end of this uh, term, but you know we understand that it's a possible short-term situation, and I know he's just going to make our team significantly better, but it's not going to be just him. we got to continue working at what else we can add to this roster. Brian, is pitching a priority? 
I wouldn't comment on payroll other than to restate that uh, the Steinbrenner family is constantly committed and pouring back into this franchise with the intent and effort to have a world championship banner flying again here in the Bronx. That's always there. So, but pitching is definitely an area of focus without a doubt. It was before these deals, but clearly, you know, your point being we offboarded pitching to, to make these deals. Onboarding pitching is going to be important, no doubt about it. And finally, he said that he wants to entice players like Soto to stay with the Yankees. We're in it to win it. So that's messaging that's constantly being reinforced. And we also want to protect and serve our players, put them in the best position to succeed, provide every opportunity or, or interest that they would have at their disposal so they can be successful. And that in itself and playing in front of you know one of the greatest fan bases in the world, all those things are selling points on their own. And then past that, you know, we're not going to trick anybody. We're not going to be something we're not. We're, we've got good people here, whether it's manager, coaches, you know, his new teammates, as well as, you know, our fans and the, the tri-state area, there's a lot to offer. So I think that's a recruiting beacon for anybody. Uh, I know the question specifically about Juan Soto, but you know, we certainly want to try always to, you know, under the Steinbrenner leadership to make this, you know, the mecca of baseball and also to make this uh, amazing and enjoy- enjoyable experience for players and their families alike. So if we take care of stuff like that, that recruiting effort becomes somewhat automatic, but there's 29 other teams with a tremendous opportunity and cities out there and people in their own right and, and operations that they run. So that's why it's always a competition. Oh now my I mentioned God. That, Can we get demented it? Cashman back? That was boring. <sighs> I mean, boy, Don, we are back. No, but he gave I, good. I, you know what? You're just a hater today. No, hater. I'm, I'm Josh. I'm not a but, Josh. I'm very excited. I just, he lost me there. After I, hope he's, I hope he's right. But I, I, I don't know if Soto is going to sign for the best fit or the place that he likes, or is he just going to go for the biggest money available? I, I, listen, Michael, God, I, you, you know better than anybody. The, playing for the Yankees is great. They treat their players tremendous. New York is amazing. You've got a chance to win every single year. I mean, the Yankees are the one team that really, they don't have to, they don't have to recruit too hard. But... If he wants, you know, sixty million dollars a year, and the Yankees are willing to give him that, and nobody else is, then he'll 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 sign here. Now I don't know Soto, but you but he's got Scott Boris as a client, Michael. So that tells you one thing, that he's going to want the top dollar. I think the Yankees could win any face off against any team if the money's equal. But if it starts to get crazy, how far are the Yankees willing to go, and will the pinstripes and the allure of New York be enough for him to take a hometown discount? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I think that, you know, if he likes it here, loves it here, he might take a little bit less. But if somebody blows him out of the water, no, I don't think that comes yeah. into play. And and the Yankees all have to consider something else. You know, Soto comes in and all of a sudden you're paying him $45, $50 million a year and your captain's making forty. I, I know that that's the the ebb and flow of the of salaries. They go up every single year, but that quickly, Judge well, would be relegated to second. The same thing with Yamamoto. If the bidding gets outrageous, do you really want him making more than Garrett Cole, the American League Cy Young Award winner? And you can say, well, what difference does it make? It makes difference to the players. There's egos involved. True, Those two guys are the Yankees. Cole and Judge are the Yankees. But you're talking about 25-year-olds, right? So, yep. I mean, that, that plays into If I'm Scott Boris and you throw that back at me, I'll say, well, listen, Judge is going to turn... 32 years old on April 26th. My, my client's 25, going to be 26. I mean, that's a big difference, isn't it? You're, no, you're absolutely. Ta- you absolutely. Know, so, so you're talking about, and, and Alan Hahn had a great point too. Like he just gets so upset about the fact that you can't, you can't move a, an elite athlete who's only 30, going to be 32 years old to center field. Like it just, it is crazy that you got to treat these guys like porcelain dolls. But, you know, if, if he's my client, so I can say, you don't have to worry about him. He's 25 years old. You play him anywhere. You know, you don't have to worry about his in, him being injury prone or him being someone that you worry about getting fatigued or wearing down. Like that all comes at a price, right? So if I'm Aaron Judge, I got to look at it and go, "Well, give the kid credit, man. He probably deserves to get paid more than me. He's going to be around a lot longer. It's a you lot younger." That, uh, Soto is younger today than Aaron Judge was when he won the Rookie of the Year. He was 26. And hit 52 home runs. And, you know, Soto is on an arc to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's just 25. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention, it's an underrated part of this deal. They got a guy named Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham, not a great hitter. He hit under 200 last year. But he is one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. I mean, plus, plus defender. Gold Glove winner. And I would assume that the Yankees knew all the while 
that Grisham was going to be part of this deal because you know the the the, the Padres are trying to shed salary. I think Grisham makes five million. So uh, essentially, the the Padres shed thirty eight million dollars with this deal because Soto was going to make thirty three. Grisham was contracted to make five. So all that being said, if Grisham's part of the deal, right? Why did you need Verdugo? Now I know Verdugo's a better offensive player than Grisham. But if you never got Verdugo, then you hold on to those three other pitchers. Not that losing Greg Weissert is a big blow because he, you know, he's a bullpen piece. But the other two pitchers, you know, they they have good things being said about them. And if, with Grisham playing center field every day, even though he's a one ninety hitter, you know, with the offense the Yankees have, you can absorb that sort of player. Your your defense is is so much better. Grisham in center, Soto in left. Judge in right, or maybe Judge in left, Soto in right. Now, Grisham's a bench player, and your outfield is kind of a a mishmash. You're you're taking a gold glove level right fielder in Judge, moving Mm -hmm. him to center. He's going to be 32, as Don said, in April, and I worry about him covering all that ground. And then Verdugo probably plays left, Soto plays right. Your defense is not as good. Well, With Grisham as your center fielder anchoring that, your defense is so much better. But it looks like they really like what Verdugo brings to the party. We'll see. Well, uh, but when I saw the Verdugo deal, I'm like, he just doesn't seem like a Yankee guy. So maybe when we're thinking about the forward thinking of Brian Cashman, maybe he realizes in order for me to be able to get the pitching, in a deal, I'm going to have to go get another outfielder that I can move. So maybe this is all just a piece that, you know, listen, I don't know if they're going to be able to move him or not. We can talk to Passon when we have him on later, whether there's an appetite in around Major League Baseball that you can get pitching for Verdugo. So is that just a piece? Is that, it could is it, be. I mean, you know, I, I don't move? think we should. I'm saying the things they, they should do with pitch. This is far from a finished product. But the first step in this marathon in, like, Returning this team to prominence is just oh. an absolute blockbuster now, home run. Now, now I, I would say I don't know if you agree with this, Michael. Let's say Soto had you know time left on his deal, right? But maybe you wouldn't feel the urgency to to address the pitching immediately. You know, you'll figure something out because you know you got Soto for a long time. But there's a sense of urgency. You can't let this year go through. You've got to have a championship-caliber team on the field opening day. Well, I still think there would have been urgency, though, Don, because simply because of the fact Judge is going to be 32 and Cole's going to be 34. So th- those things, I'm, yeah. these are great players, and you know that you're moving out of your prime when you get into those numbers. Yankees. That's why I never believe when everybody said it. Uh, it's time to reset and rebuild. Nonsense. First of all, this no, team, can't. this organization doesn't do it, and you can't do it with Judge at 32 and Cole at 34 in your roster. It makes no sense. It's stupid, right. and the Yankees would never have done but, that. But these aren't. I, mean, I still, I still completely believe that you've got a, a few years of effectiveness from both of those players you mentioned. Absolutely, I mean, Cole's coming off a of Cy Young. You know, Judge would would have probably flirted with the home run record again had he had not gotten hurt. So if they were thirty five and thirty eight, I mean, it's a different story. I mean, you've got a few years, but you've got to treat it as you've got to win this year because you don't know if you have Soto. Because if you lose Soto in free agency, Michael. You'll be improved because you're going to have to improve the pitching, but you're kind of back to square one because then you're a lot closer to the 82-80 and team than you are a team winning a championship if Soto walks at the end of the year. You've got to make it work in 2024. That's why Brian's like, listen, I'll worry about 25 and 26 and 27. We'll we'll get to that point. But right now, he's got to be all in on 2024 because he doesn't know if he's got Soto beyond that. Now... These last few days put to rest something that has been a big, big narrative over the last couple of years. And some might say a legitimate narrative, but this put to bed that narrative. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Hey, the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code K at checkout, get an additional 30% off your order. Send tender, juicy, 
Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer will not last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code K, K-A-Y at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. I love the I love the steaks. It's amazing. The burgers are great too. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code K at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are um, in the middle of the Juan Soda Report brought to you by Pajamagram. Yeah, it's already sponsored. Wow. That big. It is that big. Um, so the narrative that that's kind of been put a little bit to rest. Now I've been guilty of this as well, where, you know, you, you, you say, well, the, well, the Yankee farm system really doesn't produce anybody. Well, the first two picks in the rule five draft yesterday were Yankee pitchers. First two picks, um, four pitchers ended up getting a future hall of famer in Juan Soto, four Yankee pitchers, um, three pitchers out of the Yankee system, got Alex Verdugo. All the all the the trades that they made the last couple of years, pitchers going to the Cubs, pitchers going to the A's, all from the Yankee system. So maybe you're not seeing it show up for the Yankees, but their system is producing people to a level that it's enticing other clubs to trade the Yankees what they want or need for those pitchers. Another thing in terms of developing, right, the Yankees made a nothing deal with the Marlins for I think Garrett uh, Wilson, not Garrett Wilson, wow. uh, Garrett Cooper went to Miami, and they got back Michael King. They developed Michael King into a top-flight reliever, and then a really, really good starter that some people project as maybe a two and a half, and he was the key piece that went to San Diego to get Juan Soto. So. You might not see the fruits of the organization's developmental um, output, but there are other teams that like what they see. And to give the Yankees credit, they really haven't been burned. Who are the players that you just regret trading? I mean, maybe Ezekiel Duran because you got back Joey Gallo and Duran became an all-star. That one hurt. But where are the other ones that really sting? Now, well, what sings more is when you don't trade Andujar to the Pirates and you would have had Garrett Cole an extra two years. That hurts. Or you didn't put the minor league player in there 
that you could have gotten Cliff Lee and maybe gotten to another World Series. Those are the ones that hurt, but the, the, the minor league players that they trade have not come back down to hurt them. Well, but then you're saying two things. Like, so is the bullpen, is the uh, farm system strong or is it not? Yes, Brian Cashman's been able to move these pieces to get players, but if none of them really come back to burn them, then I guess the compliment really needs to be paid to Brian that he's able to dupe these organizations that are taking prospects that don't bear fruit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. that's something that you should be proud of. You know, so, I mean, either way, I know, I know Yankee fans aren't uh, too comfortable ever, you know, complimenting Brian Cashman and he certainly does have his flaws some you know in in some cases I think some of the fans are right about the criticism but at the end of the day if he's able to move these pieces and these pieces don't come back to burn you then you're not really complimenting the prospects you're complimenting Brian for being able to move them for serviceable major league ball players well it all it also is I think a very stark reminder to fans that just love themselves some prospects the vast majority of prospects don't ever make it Ever, ever, even the best farm systems, most of them go home and they find oh. another job or they teach baseball or they become coaches, all, all fine. But most minor league players do not become stars in the big leagues. So if you can market your players or make people believe that your players are special and get back pieces that you need, well, that's one of the values of having a farm system. So the other other teams that have evaluators out there looking at minor league players say, yeah. you know what? I've got to have Richard Fitz. You know what? I've got to have Michael King. I love Johnny Brito. I love Randy Vasquez. That says something. Now, in this particular situation, you had the Padres over a barrel. They had to trade him. They right. couldn't keep him because he was going to walk at the end of the year, and they desperately need pitching. Because when I checked, and I, I know sometimes these – change depending on when you look at them. I don't think any of the Yankee pitchers were in the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball. So that you were able to kind of get lucky in this particular situation that the Padres they needed pitching but they really couldn't be they really couldn't pick and choose because they didn't have a lot of leverage in these deals. Yeah, but I think they have more leverage than we think, Don, because the leverage would have only increased when Otani signs. Every other team that's chasing Otani would have been on Soto. They just would have. So I think that's why the well, Yankees probably gave up King where they didn't want to give up King because they didn't want to get into a, a bidding situation with teams that are going to step up and need Soto. True. The, these teams that want Otani now and think they have a real chance at him, I don't think any team could afford Otani and Soto in the same year. Now, so that's why yeah, they that's waited true. and the Yankees pounced. Now everything... Um has been quiet so from reports and from our standpoint there seems to be several teams that are still in on Otani but don't you think these general managers know how deep they're in like how many teams do you think within the organization believe their chances are realistic of getting Otani okay I say Toronto thinks they are the Dodgers think they are the Angels think they are and I think the Giants think they are with an outside chance the Cubs thinking they're still in it now, I don't think, obviously, the Padres were in on Soto. And no. I guess the Do- well, not the not Padres, the Otani. Uh, well, the, uh, if, if, if Seidler was still alive, they would have been in on Otani. I'm, I'm seeing the, 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 but I'm saying in on Soto. The Blue Jays were in on Soto. So we're talking about teams that could have traded for Soto, but also wanted Otani. Well, I think the Giants would want. I mean, the Giants yeah, have to make a but, big but splash I, I, after everything they've missed on. But how many teams were realistically had the prospects to make the deal for Soto and also believe they're in on Otani? Like, I think the Giants believe they're in on Otani, but I don't think they ever thought they were going to get Soto. I think the Blue Jays thought they could, and they think they can get Otani. So I think the Blue Jays, the Dodgers. I mean, I, I don't know. They were just they 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 were talking about how the fact they met with them is I I don't know. But we'll count the Dodgers could could have gotten Soto. There's probably only. Those two teams are the Angels weren't in on Soto, so no. it's probably just the Blue Jays and the Dodgers, right? But also, there's the Bellinger aspect as well. I mean, I, you're, you're right, but if if all of a sudden the Giants join the, the chase for Soto, I'm sure that the Padres didn't want to trade him to a National League West team, and the and the and the and the and the, and the, the Blue Jays did. Again, you but you have competition, mm-hmm. so that's why there was some urgency to get it done. Let's go to the phones, 1-800-919-3776. Jesse in Manhattan. Jesse. John, Peter, Michael, what's going on? How you doing? See, See, I thought at first I was going to be calling in with the contrarian view that you already expressed around 
less pitching than we might have or might need moving forward after the Soto trade. So I'll go to point one B, which part of that was I think Mike King, Brito, especially Higgy. I think those were key pieces, and I'm not. Well, sure Higgy could not be on the team. Soto is going to be worth it. But Jesse Higgy, you, you don't think Soto's going to be worth it? I hate to say it, being a part of the Yankee universe for 30 years now, knowing our fan base, knowing the, the one year prove it, uh, I, I think it might be a down season. What do I base that on? Nature, the universe. Maybe that might sound odd, but yeah, it does. I, I don't. I don't feel good about it this year. But but you you just said you you've been part of Yankee universe 30, 30 years. Higashioka didn't have a role on this team. Understood, but let's he was not going to make the team. The Britos of the world, right? But okay, so you wouldn't you would hold on to King, Brito, and Vasquez because Higgy was gone anyway. King, Brito, and Vasquez, you would hold on to them instead of getting Juan Soto. Not having the guarantee of more than a year, I think so. Uh, I think you know, so. Well, I'm I'm in I'm in Jesse. With all due respect, I'm in stark disagreement. You have a chance at the brass ring, so you don't want you don't want to dare to be great. The Yankees dared to be great by going out and getting one of the best players in baseball history at this age, and you you want to hold on to Brito and Vasquez. I mean, it's nonsensical. For a year. They went to get him for a year. Oh, I get it, but you got to dare to be great. And Why the Yankees but- have the the economic wherewithal that if they love the guy, they could they could outbid anybody. They could even outbid Steve Cohen. I don't think that's possible. Well, I, I mean. Okay, if Steve Cohen said, I'm going to give you a billion dollars a well, year. Well, you're saying because he's just got so much sick money. I mean, no, there's no question what team makes more money, the Yankees or the Mets, but he has shown the ability to just to go nuts. That's why they were afraid to give him the franchise in the first place. I, I understand the apprehension. I mean, don't you, Peter? I mean, I, I think that yes. the fans get a little crazy, but you know, they look at it as even with everything, the championship is not guaranteed. Even though I hate the analytic people, the one thing they have right is is that when you get to the postseason, crazy things happen. Who the heck had the Arizona Diamondbacks going to the World Series and the Philadelphia Phillies the year before that? Like, it's crazy. So you put your eggs all in one basket for 2024. If you come up short and you lose him, yeah, give him credit for going for it, but the fans are going to be devastated and the organization is going to be reeling. It's, It's a big swing. It's a big swing. And you got to admire them for taking it, but I'm not going to get mad at a fan who's like, nah, I'm, I'm loving this, but God, it's it's hard. What, what, honestly, Michael, what what are the odds of them winning the World Series? It clearly went up, but what, what are the well, odds? I, I think they'd be one of the favorites. I mean, we can't give right. odds yet until we see what their pitching is. No, obviously, but even if but we've seen the best teams in baseball. But don't not you want to? I mean, uh, even if it for one year, they did not give up any of their top prospects. They didn't give up Dominguez. They didn't give Volpe. They didn't give up Jones. I mean, it's ridiculous. Huh. They didn't give up the crown They're- jewels of the farm system. For yeah, you you give up those pitchers they gave up for Juan Soto, even for one year. Even if they even if you were told he's not signing here, he'll play hard. He'll have a great season, just one year. I still think you make that deal. I still oh, think I don't, you do. I, I, no, I mean we're we're not we're we're on the same page. You still make the deal. I'm just I'm just defending a fan who's a, a little nervous. I'm not not that caller who said he wouldn't do it. But they I, went but I, they went from fifteen to one to plus eight fifty. So it, it basically got cut in half. And they will have the highest odds to win the World Series. But it doesn't well, guarantee might not. the, the World Dodgers Series. get Otani. They might be the top odds. Yeah. Now, if they get Yamamoto, pro- those those odds will probably go up even higher in them in favor of winning a champion. Right now, they have the third highest odds. Before they got Soto, if they had kept if they had kept uh, the the players they had, they would not have had the third highest odds. They just wouldn't have. The Braves and the Dodgers have higher odds. Right, and now look how good the Braves were. You know the last uh, you know last two years. And, and and didn't get there, and the Dodgers have been good, and the like. I'm just I'm just saying that I understand the opportunity, but you got to go for it. You got to admire the fact that you're going for it. And believe me, the Yankees have the wherewithal, Michael. That I said they'd be reeling, but it wouldn't. They wouldn't be knocked on their on their fanny. They'd get back up. They'd figure something else out. And, and you, you have uh, uh, Brian Cashman and his crew. They, they don't operate in a vacuum. And go, oh, let's just get better for 2024, and then whatever happens after that, we'll guess. Their top one of their top prospects is Spencer Jones. He might be ready in twenty twenty five. 
Then you've got Dominguez coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's 22 years right. old. They will be able to fill that void. Now, will they? those players become Soto? Of course not. Soto's an all-time great, but it's not like they will be barren if Soto left after one year. They just wouldn't. They've got plans. And they know that the, uh, Brian's not operating in a, in a vacuum of stupidity. He knows they have to get pitching. They can't go into the season with the way the pitching is now. But, we're, you know, it's December 7th, and they just got Juan Soto. I, I don't think we should be concentrating on what they don't have. Let, let's talk about what they don't have on March 1st. That's the Juan Soto report brought to you by Pajamagram. Soft, silky, a best-selling Christmas gift for her. Get a free $75 nightie with naturally nude pajamas from Pajama Graham. Uh, Don, tell us about BetMGM. Well, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM Points into MGM Reward Points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPEN-Y at 467-369. Don LaGreca here. Tell you about my friends over at Bathfitter. They remodeled my mom's bath, did an awesome job. The process was easy. One expert installer, even with the customization she needed, for a cast iron tub. It was done in one day with no demo or mess. It's a beautiful and high quality permanent solution. Bathfitter provides a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like my mom. And for a limited time, save 10% up to $500 on a complete Bathfitter tub and wall system. So start designing your bath today at bathfitterdesign.com. It's only one Bathfitter. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series comes to MetLife Stadium this winter for two games featuring four division rivals. The Flyers face off against the Devils on Saturday, February 17th. That's at 8 p.m. And the Rangers take on the Islanders on Sunday, February 18th at 3 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at NHL.com slash Stadium Series Tickets. Keep it locked in to the K-Show today for your chance to score tickets right here on ESPN. New York. We have uh, the big Christmas party tomorrow, the holiday yes. party, because everybody is invited, not just those that celebrate Christmas. It's at your mother's house uh, in Garden City Park, Long Island. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, bringing, bring some gifts, and if you bring some gifts for kids, then you might get a gift yourself. That's how it works. Give a little, get a little. That's it. But we're all looking forward to seeing you. Have you guys picked out what to wear? Oh, yeah, I got it today. Yeah? You yeah. got something? Oh, you yeah. ordered something for this. Uh, no, I went out and physically went to the store and bought it. Is it one of these, like, crazy Christmas sweaters? No, you'll see. So you can't tell us? No, that would, what fun would that be? I don't know. I just like to know things. I, 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 I think I'm just going to wear a nice outfit. 
nice suit of some sort. Yeah, that's because lack of creativity is kind of your thing. Oh, and being the only oh. person, being the only person who owns a nice shirt on the shoot on the show. You know what I mean? Oh, say again. <laughs> I'm not sure. Shoot what on the say. show? Yeah, I agree with you. You have the nicest shoots. Do you have a song pick for the party tomorrow, Don? No, you don't. Maybe you can um, do us a favor and just not perform one for once, for God's sake. Listen, hey, listen uh, I will do, run it up the pole. I will do whatever the audience wants. Do you want to hear Don sing, yes or no? I mean, come on. You, Don, is that even worth doing? You know what they're going to say. Because they, the, they idolize Don. They, that's not, they love him. They want to hear every word he has to say. Peter he, feels he, attacked today. So I, Well, I, you I, just attacked me for no reason because I said I'm going to wear a gorgeous suit. I didn't say anything about your outfit. I said I'm going to wear a suit, and you attacked me. See, I'm not going suit. I'm well, you said you have a sweater. That. I don't have no, a, I don't no, have no, a, I'm not going sweater either. You're going nude. We'll see. Um, Don, you going costume? I, no, it's not a costume. It's a I don't sweater. Pick, it's a, I don't want to pick any fights. But you did? You already I, did. Especially within the ESPN radio family. Oh, mm. boy. But, you know, Rick DiPietro, you know, he, you know, he has a long day. He starts his day at like 3 in the morning. Oh, yeah. He's going to be there tomorrow at the party. He just is, because that's what he's about. Right, and he's also a Long Island guy, so he's not making that much of a travel sacrifice. But but still, he doesn't have to. He doesn't li- He doesn't go to your mother's house. I don't know what he does on a Friday night. Amani Toomer, same thing. He's going to be there now. Wally Zerbiak was going to be there, but he got put on a Nick game that was not originally scheduled, so he will not be there. But Dave Rothenberg a while ago, was asked by a pinhead suit if he would show up yeah. and be part of the holiday revelry. Oh, yeah. And, and Peter, do you want to take it from here? What did Dave tell that pinhead suit? Well, I was told that Dave said he could not go because it's the first night of Hanukkah. Now, we're talking about tomorrow night, right? Yes. So he's um, either misinformed or a liar. Mm. Because, Peter, you're a man of the faith. Isn't tonight the first night of Hanukkah? Uh, listen, I, I, listen, I'm not a guy who has uh, children, so it's not as big a deal to an adult, but the first night of Hanukkah this year is Thursday, December 7th. So he, he lied to the pinhead suit. Now, is it possible, because of the children, Peter? And when you that, say the children, you mean the family. That, <laughs> that since day one is on a Thursday that maybe it would just make more sense to celebrate it on Friday. Well, then, then you know, the answer to the pinhead suit is, you know what, we celebrate the first night so, on Friday. But he told him but you don't the have first to night of Hanukkah on, well, is there's, on Friday. Well, there's, there's two things here. Number one, Don, I said the same thing Don said. It, it's not an unreasonable take. But, but, but my response to that would be, yeah, number one, just tell the truth then. We celebra- we'll be celebrating on, on the second night. But number two, I mean, are, are his children going to be drinking? A Hanukkah, you eat some latkes and open some presents. It's not partying till 5 a.m. You can do it on a school night. I, uh, every well, he's got to get up early the next day. Well, what time? He's not in bed. Hanukkah time. Why does he have to get up early the next day? He doesn't do the Saturday show anymore. No, but, no, no, but, no. but the saying tonight. if he celebrates it tonight, right? well, then he's got to get up early Friday but, to but, do a show. But isn't yeah. Dave usually up at night till like 10 o'clock? I, again, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Why? The, Why can't you just support us for him lying? Because I want to make sure that, it, that, that it, he isn't celebrating it tomorrow. And the other thing, too, in defense of Dave, is do you really have to give that much detail to a Christian? Just say it's the first day of Hanukkah. Why, why do you have to go? Because John because doesn't that's know. that's a lie. But, but he doesn't have to explain it to John. Well, he, John he doesn't know. You, you know what the better answer would have been? Listen, dude, I do the morning show. I'm not driving out to Long Island from Westchester. I'm not doing it. Not oh, it's the first night of Hanukkah. When today is the first night of Hanukkah. But if he's but he, but it, it is reasonable that he could be celebrating it tomorrow. Well, then he should have said, "I celebrate Hanukkah oh, that night Friday." Too. But he again, tried, he tried to, to take details, advantage Peter. of John. He he thought John wouldn't know any better. Right, that, and he was right. I get that because the, or or wasn't that like he was trying to take advantage of John? It's like, do I really have to explain everything? Or he's not going to know the difference anyway. It's the first night of Hanukkah. Rather than explaining to somebody who has no idea when the first day of Hanukkah is, oh, it's the first day of Hanukkah, but because i got to get up early on Friday, we're going to make it on Friday instead. Why go through that trouble and just say it's the first day of Hanukkah? John's going to be like, okay, I believe you. Amazing. I really, I, I get what's going on here. That's all. 
Listen, I, I like that Don's looking for the positive here, but it ultimately... Bothered. It actually bothers but me. But I don't Rather think Dan was the deal anyway, so what's the big deal? Oh, my God, the worst insult yet. You don't no, need I'm, there, I'm, I'm being honest. Like I, I would, I'd love to have him there. I enjoy his company, but are we going to get upset that he can't make it? No, I don't mind if somebody said, listen, I'm not, I'm not driving out to Long Island, but to lie about it. We're supposed to be friends and colleagues. Don't lie. I... I I'm sure part of it was I live in Westchester. Do I want to drive but all the way I, out? To but Long you're, you're saying things what you think it was. But what he said was it's the first night of Hanukkah, and that is a lie. Oh, you, the words are tools, Don. You know that. It's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. The Islanders look to get back on track against the Blue Jackets at UBS Arena. Puck drop is at 7.30 with coverage beginning at 7 right here on 98.7 ESPN. And the Devils are still out west. They'll take mm. on the Kraken in Seattle at 10.30. That's game time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Remember when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. Also a Thursday night football game tonight on Prime. Mm. It's New England against Pittsburgh. Mm. Boy, five years ago, what a, what a matchup this would be. Oh, now, man. I think the over-under is now, 30 and a half. Oh, my God. And, and, and uh, it's not their fault. But Amazon's got the whole promo, and this week it's um, Ryan Fitzpatrick that flips the switch. Yeah, have you seen the commercial? Go to this like big apparatus. It's got this big switch that you flip, and he turns it on, and then all right. the, the TVs buzz. And, and I'm thinking to myself, it really should just short circuit, and then nothing be there. And they just say, you know, we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tune in. I mean, it could be competitive. If, I mean, if you like defense, and I, I'd love to pick this game. I would, but what? I think it's six. I think the Steelers. It's it's a hard minus number. six. Very hard number. I mean, what is it now? It's six it's down to five and a half. A oh. five and a half. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Well, think about that. We have mm. Jeff Passan coming on at mm. four o'clock. So let's uh, let's break on time. When I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea and take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea and join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.